You're listening to the New You Dot Biz podcast channel. Hello, once again, to all New You Dot Biz members, family, friends, and for those of you listening for the first time, welcome to the New You Dot Biz podcast channel. I'm Donald Robinson II co-founder of New You Biz. In this episode, we have an interview with Ms. Deidre Hogue, founder and creator of The Traveling Pants Company, a mobile boutique. The Traveling Pants Company is based in Detroit, Michigan. And in this interview, you'll hear how Deidre started her business, which she only started in March of 2015. And remarkably, since that time, she has grown by leaps and bounds as far as her customer base, her business, and her presence on the internet, as well as her sales. All in the same time, holding down a full-time job as a corporate analyst. Deidre is also a graduate of Cass Technical High School, based here in Detroit, Michigan. And she also has a passion for helping people, be it youth, be it the community, as well as her customers. So take a listen as we discuss several topics during the interview and the advice Deidre has for entrepreneurs. Well, folks, welcome to the New You.Biz podcast channel. This is Donald Robinson II, co-founder of New You.Biz. And we get, we have a special treat for you today. We have Ms. Deidre Hogue, owner of the Traveling Pants Company. She is a stellar superstar entrepreneur about to be worldwide very shortly and <laughs> and Deidre just want to say to you congratulations and welcome to the program and glad to, glad to have you interview with us thank you thank you thank you for having me no problem at all so so Deidre, tell me how how did you get on the journey of becoming an entrepreneur and what led you to start your company well, entrepreneurship has, has never been um, a goal of mine or, or a dream, really. It was just, I've always been into fashion. I've always loved fashion. and But I just, um, take, owning a store seemed such a far stretch. Um, and I didn't think that I could ever uh, own a store until last March. Uh, I was on Facebook, and one of my Facebook friends posted a um, an article from the Free Press, and it was about mobile boutiques and how um, someone opened a, a boutique in a uh, FedEx truck, in a retired FedEx truck, and how the overhead was low, and how you could start a business for um, you know a little under twenty thousand dollars which I felt like it was attainable. Um, I just, I did not have the capital to open a storefront and um, uh, opening an actual store on a truck seemed like a, a, an attainable goal. So um, when I started, when I read that article, I started doing my research and found that um, it was a lot easier to do than I thought. So, I got started in March. Wow. March of 2015 or 2016? 2015 is when I saw the article. And I started 
doing the research on how, you know, obtaining business licenses, um, um, just educating myself on shopping uh, or buying wholesale. Uh, I created, I started to uh, like develop my um, brand, my branding and my logo and researching how much it would cost to get a truck wrapped in. So I did all this legwork for like two weeks straight in March. And I created a timeline and said that I'm going to open in June. I mean, I, that was my goal to open in June. Okay. So then what happened when you opened up? Like when in June, what happened? So in June, I couldn't open in June. My truck wasn't ready in June, but I stepped out on faith and just decided that I would order merchandise. Even though my truck wasn't ready, I was just like, you know what? At least I can get my website up and going. Okay. So once I, and I did, I developed my website on my own. Um, once I got the website up and running, um, I just basically got on social media and started trying to solicit customers and drum up interest in business. And, you know, just from talking about it, posting about it, people started placing orders, which helped me bring in some revenue in the, in the interim until I opened the truck and could do, you know, real sales. Oh, that's great. Well, yours, yours is a story that is truly a true entrepreneurship story in the sense of the challenges and the whole, the whole notion of, of starting and having the courage to step out on faith and go forward no matter what. Because a lot of times with people, they end up giving up. Sometimes people give up right before the big break could have ever happened or the next, you know, day or two, or you know, would have taken them over the top. Right. Because I remember reading about you, hearing about you last year, and I thought it was a great concept because you know, normally when you hear about mobile-type businesses, you hear about food trucks, you hear about different type of services like that, but... No one to date has really had such a unique concept as yours in terms of a boutique that can pick up and go anywhere. In this part of the interview, Deidre talks about how she started her business in addition to working full time. I'm a financial analyst, a corporate financial analyst for a um, tier one automotive supplier. It hasn't really been a leap just yet because I haven't um, left my nine to five. So um, I am kind of working in tangent with my dream and my, um, you know, my traditional career. But um, when I saw the idea, I just thought that it made sense to use uh, my business degree, to put my business degree um, to work, use my business degree to work for me instead of using it to work for another company, a Fortune 500 company, I can actually put it to use for myself. Right. And so I, um, once I decided that I was going to do this, I, just, I started writing a business plan because everybody told me that I needed a business plan um, to apply for any loan to be taken seriously. And I just, and, and so it made sense because I was able to kind of merge my love for fashion with the business world. And, um, so once people saw that I was serious and I, you know, 
I actually put some thought into my numbers and, you know, I had a plan to be profitable. People really started taking me seriously. Take a listen as Deidre describes the challenges and obstacles she had to overcome in order to keep her business active and thriving. Actually, it was, there wasn't a lot of red tape um, as far as getting started, okay. getting the business up and running. There really wasn't a lot of red tape. The only red tape that I run into is with the city of Detroit and just trying to, you can't get a straight answer from anybody um, to determine where you can actually park. You know, I, I just, in other major cities, they designate a day for like in a downtown area for all of the mobile boutiques to um, convene at one time. Everybody knows it happens on a particular day um, in a particular area. So people come there, look, you know, they know that they're coming to shop or eat. Right. And um, so, and then, then, then those cities also have like a, um, a, a vendor's license or a permit that you can purchase that will cover you for the year. And so you only have to purchase it one time, pay one fee for the year, instead of the city of Detroit charging $115 for every event on top of whatever the event is charging. Deidre also explains how promotion through social media has helped her and her business. I am not shy by any means. Um, so... I would definitely network and make connections, but it wouldn't have happened as fast as it did without social media. Now take a listen as Deidre explains how she helps up and coming entrepreneurs. I would, my advice is don't take no for an answer and, but, but you have to ask first. You have to ask and you have to be passionate. People contact me all the time about, you know, they want help getting their truck started or they need advice or whatever or people that have all these ideas, but then they fall off. Like, they tell me about it. We talk about it. I give them all the, you know, the limited wisdom that I have, and then I don't hear anything. Yeah. So, I mean, I I don't mind sharing, but you have to do something with the information. Oh, yeah. Well, it's like anything else. You got to walk through the door. I mean, somebody can show you the door, open it for you, but you got to walk through it. And you and I can't carry somebody through it. They have to walk through it themselves. Now, at this point, Deidre explains how the community has helped support her and her business. And I think a lot of people um, want to, they're excited for me, so they want to be a part of it. Yeah. So it's like, I, I would, you would not believe how many offers of support or what can I help you with or that, you know, how I say, you know, I said earlier, you have to ask, you have to ask, but then you get to a point where you don't even have to ask. Yeah. Because people are so genuine and willing to help because they know helping you helps them too. Yep. Take a listen as Deidre explains how difficult it is to survive in the fashion industry and how that industry has major challenges for an entrepreneur. You have to be willing to walk through the door, and you also have to be willing to be uncomfortable. Because right now, like, coming coming off the winter, so that's the other part of this. Um, During the winter, I pretty much have to shut the truck down because it's too cold. Yeah. 
Um, I try to, I, I did a couple holiday events here and there, but for the most part, I don't operate this truck. I just kind of um, have to depend on online sales, which are far and few between because my little website, nobody is really thinking about my website when they're thinking about buying something. When you have, when I have to compete with the Masons and the Nordstroms and the Bloom, you know, Bloomingdale's, Right. I mean, you know, it, my little website is not going to come up first. You have to pay for all of those Google Analytics to have your website pop up, yep. which I just cannot afford. Right. So the winter for me is very tough. Okay. So coming out of the winter, um, and and I'm back in, you know, back in the full swing of things for summer. And trying to keep my inventory at a level that pe- that that people you know still um, consider me a viable business because that's another part of it. If your inventory levels are low and you don't have a lot to choose from, people really don't give your business much credibility. Okay. And they you know if they walk through and they see that you don't have a lot of inventory because you sold out of everything and you don't keep your inventory updated. I've seen it happen with other mobile boutiques. Um, they'll be like, well, you know, people are complaining, saying that I don't have, you know, a lot to choose from. Well, you people have to buy things, so I'll have the money to, to order more. And I'm just like, well, that's not, that's not their responsibility to buy. You know, you just have to keep things fresh and updated. Yeah. But all of that takes capital. Yeah. And- so over the winter... It's hard to um, stay afloat. And so I have been really uncomfortable. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And uh, I've just just really had to, um, I've really had to push through that uncomfortable feeling that I'm just like, man, I don't know if I'm going to make it with the, with the, you know, the bills. I definitely commend you double kudos on that. Just the, the fact that you're in the fashion industry, that, that by itself is, is a, is a feat and accomplishment of itself. You know, I appreciate that. I really do. It's, um, it is, it's just more than a notion. I think it looks more glamorous than it really is. Yeah. I think a lot of people, you know, you know, they're all like, Oh my God, you are just blowing up and you, you know, living a life, living a dream. But, it is more than more than a notion. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, the road, the journey of an entrepreneur is always a tough one. More behind the scenes. So, um, so I talked about the um, surviving through the winter, and I have a friend, uh, Marco Sotomayor. He, him, and another group of people have just opened a space called Nash Detroit. And it's similar to, um, it's similar to like Pony Ride or, um, the Russell, Rust Belt Market, Russell Street Bazaar, where they have different activities, different, um, vendors set up every week and everybody has like a space. And so that, and it's, and it just opened, well, no, it hasn't opened. It, It will open the weekend of the June 25th, I believe. And so he's going to provide a space for vendors who don't have storefronts to, you know, um, have a space to sell their goods. So that is, I'm excited about that because that will be 
um, where I will be located in the cold months so I don't have to completely shut down and, I, you know, I can still make money over the winter. Listen now to Deidre's take on Detroit's future. I think with, with so many um, food trucks popping up all over the place, um, they and then there are so many mobile boutiques in in the works because I get calls all the time, you know, seeking advice, um, and I meet other mobile boutique owners that are just getting started. That Detroit would naturally have to um, give way to the mobile business just to stay current, and they are well on their way to. I mean, making this. Uh, a premier city for young adults um, who are, you know, new to the to the um, the computer field. I mean, there are so many new companies popping up with um, young employees, CompuWare, Google, that are in the area. So all those people live in a new city, city area, or new center area, midtown area. Um, I mean, you just see the change of the climate change you the when you go and eat at a, one of the new restaurants the the patrons don't look like they used to look so it, there's naturally there's a shift naturally happening and um detroit i would hope would want to be ahead of that yeah um instead of trying to play catch up and but and i think that with this new administration They've done a good job of staying ahead of um, all, the, all the change that's happening in the city. And it's um, Detroit is really, there are so many different organizations and programs that are available to entrepreneurs and new business yeah. that, I mean, there are so many pitch competitions, grants. There are so many ways to, to get access to money that was not available before. So, I mean, people that will help you write your business plans, like the Build Institute, um, they have classes, entrepreneur classes to help you um, build your brand and um, marketing strategies. Um, You know, the Michigan Women's Foundation has been, like, such an important um, factor in the success of my business because they, you know, they gave me my first business loan. They, and so once you're in that network of women, they are, they invite you to everything that they have. So any networking event that comes up, any opportunity when they have like shopping bazaars or they have an event where women just come out and shop, sip and shop or whatever, they invite they invite any of their recipients of any type of grant or loan, they invite them over and over again. And it's just, you know, they have pitch competitions that they invite you to. It's just so many opportunities out there. You just have to be ready. You have to be ready for the opportunity, and you have to go after it. At this point, Deidre explains her community involvement and working with youth giving back to the young people, going back into the community. Anytime, you know, my schedule is pretty tight, of course, but anytime when there's an opportunity to uh, reach out to young people and talk to them about what, I, what I'm doing, 
um, or an opportunity for bring, to bring um, a young person along to show them the ropes. I try, I try my best to take all those opportunities because, you know, our children don't get a chance to see entrepreneurship, um, you know, directly. Right. You know, they, they see the Damon John, the FUBUs and, and the Russell Simmons, but they need to see someone that they can touch and they can talk to and they can really, and they can have a real relationship with. Oh, yeah. So um, I do a lot of work. I am not in a story, but I am connected to um, the Alpha Kappa Alpha um, the team group and, and the sorority group. Okay. So I've done a lot with them. Um, also the Michigan women's foundation has a youth group. Um, so they do like a STEM program over the summer. So I've been on the panel for that. Um, also I had an intern last year when I first started, um, she, needed to first she contacted me because she needed credit for her um high school senior project she had to have credit um shadowing someone in the field that she wanted to go into and then i just kind of kept her on to you know intern with me and show her the road so she was there she was actually there with me at the inception of my business and then kind of um, I kept her on it too until she went to college. Oh, okay. And, I, you know, this, um, I went to high school. I went to Cass, so I'm, I have a huge um, high school network. And um, one of, I just recently did a school visit. Um, they had a career day last week sometime. And um, I was invited, brought the truck to talk to the children about, um, my business and being an entrepreneur. So that, you know, some of them were excited. They were actually excited to, um, to learn about the concept. So that's always, that's always fun. It's always encouraging when young people tell you that you have a, a dope idea or you have really nice clothes because, you know, children are honest. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, they'll, they'll tell you how they feel in a heartbeat. Now listen as Deidre explains how she became interested in fashion. I, when I graduated from high school, when I went into college, I really wanted to go to um, FIT, Fashion Institute of Technology. I wanted to become a buyer for one of the um, major uh, corporations like Bloomingdale's or um, Saks. Um, and, but I did not see anybody that looked like me in that field. And I was always told, like, you have to know someone, and you and you still do. You have to know someone. Okay, so I've always had a love of fashion. My mother um, has always, my mother was always the, um, up on all the latest fashion. She was always um, really stylish all the time. And she never, she never really sat me down and said, now, this is, you know, how you pair this with this. She never sat down and gave me any formal instruction. But I guess children just absorb whatever they're interested in from their parents. Just, I mean, you know, unconsciously because I we never had conversations about fashion. But I just, I was, I guess, I just was watching her, right. watching her, and watching how 
um, how much thought she put into uh, what she was wearing and how she looked. And um, she always worked at department stores. So, and I, you know, growing up, you know, when we would play games, you know, school and house and Monopoly and all that, I was always wanted to be the banker and I always wanted to be like the shop owner. So I would make my sister and brother be the shopper and I would be the shop owner. But not even, right, not even thinking anything beyond that because like I said I never considered myself an entrepreneur type person even though my father um, growing up actually was an entrepreneur he had um, several business ventures yeah and but and so I guess like unconsciously I just I was watching them yeah and you know now now 40 years later 42 years years later it's all coming to pass. Yeah. Yeah. They, I mean, it's, it's like always, I, I really, I would say all the time when I would help people find an outfit, put a look together, you know, I always say, oh, I would do this for free. Even though, you know, I, you know, the point is to really make some money and, you know, make this, this skill work for me. But I really, I enjoy, I enjoy fashion and dressing people and suggesting things and putting looks. I enjoy that so much. I would do it for free. And I think that's, that the secret to success is that, um, you have to enjoy whatever you do so much that you would do it for free. So it doesn't feel like a job right. because I think that, um, people trust my eye and some, you know, a lot of people, some you know, come to my truck because they like my style just from seeing me out or seeing things that I post. And they they figure, well, if this is how she dresses, then I'm pretty sure that the things she carries will be on will be um, close to what she wears. Right. So you know, I try to always look my best when I'm out and about, when I post pictures, I try to always, because it, it now represents a brand because people expect a certain type of look. So when, you know, I'm always trying to get um, people in my age group, especially out of the box to think outside the box and just be a little more adventurous in their style and not so, you know, um, just black or gray, but just, you know, really step outside of the box and be a little creative in their styling. And when, you know, a lot of people really can't see what I see when I'm suggesting something, but then when they put it all together and they look and it's like, Oh my God, like they're, they're so amazing. They're so proud. And, and another thing is, um, I just kind of started taking pictures of people trying on clothes just because it, I just thought of it like a marketing tool for me, but it has turned into so much more. People really kind of ask me to say, want me to take a picture and post it because they want to show how good they look and whatever. And so that's my thing now is to take pictures of regular people trying on the clothes, not models, but regular people trying on the clothes. So people can, you know, the people that follow my page or people that come in to look at an item of clothing, they see it on a real body yeah. and then they're encouraged that it would look good on them. Sure. So that's my thing now. Excellent. At this point, 
she also explains how she developed her first customers and how she garnered support from her friends and classmates. So the first customers situation, it happens um, two different times. So the first time I opened, or when I, I started my website in June, that was separate from uh, the actual truck opening. So when I didn't have that, I didn't have the truck finished in June, but I wanted to open in June. So I just launched my website. So I was basically, you know, telling my telling everybody in my social media network, like, look, you know, I started this, and but the only way I can be successful is if people actually place orders. So I basically went out there and was begging. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was just like, I need you to order something, please, so I can, you know, start generating some income. Right. And people responded. They started going to the website. They started ordering things. Um, so the first time when I got, you know, my first order, I was just like, this is real. Like, this, I couldn't believe it was real. It was real that, you know, I had to actually ship something off, um, that, you know, I, I had to buy packaging to ship it off. It was just, it was surreal. So then... When I had my first customers at the truck, um, and I had like my grand opening party and, you know, I had been talking about it all week on Facebook, like, you know, this is the grand opening come out. And I, you know, I graduated from Cash Tech and I mean, everybody, it seemed like everybody I graduated with came yeah, and, and said congratulations and not just congratulations, but congratulations with a credit card to buy yeah. something. Yeah. Everybody, they, it was so much support. And I think, you know, we hear constantly, you know, crabs in a barrel and we don't support each other and, you know, all of that. But I just honestly have not had that experience. Excellent. I mean, I really, I can't, I can't even talk about, you know, when people share um, memes that say, you know, you, you support celebrities, but you don't support, you know, your, your, somebody, you know, that's opening a business. I really can't even say that. I really, I have the best um, network and the best support that really honestly want, want to see me succeed. And, and I think that's what drives me too. When I, when I start to get discouraged, when I'm running low on cash and I need to order things and people are asking me what I had in new and I have to tell them I don't have anything in new because I haven't ordered anything. I'm, I'm really discouraged. Um, but then I have to remember like, there's so many people rooting for me. There's so many people that would be really, um, let down if I had to close or if I, you know, if I stopped, you know, if I stopped going so hard. Sure. Sure. People, it's amazing that people trust. I, and now, you know, just speaking to um, following your dream, I think a lot of times we talk ourselves out of um, really living our dream and living up to the potential because we doubt ourselves. We doubt that somebody will give us a chance. We doubt that somebody will trust in our ability. So we kind of, you know, um, dream kill our, our own dreams. Yeah. I know I did because I really battled with the confidence that people would believe that um, I, you know, I knew what I was talking about, that I was, you know, that I had proven myself as, you know, a fashion expert. And so I, I battled with self-doubt saying, well, 
you know, who's going to believe me or who's going to shop with me when you have all these options? You know, women, women have so many options to choose from to shop with. I'm just like, who's going to trust me? But it has been, it has been overwhelming. I have been so, so blessed by people spreading the word and saying, you know, telling their friends like, you know, oh, she always has the nice things. And she, you know, like I, it's, it's unbelievable that people, um, I've been so received, well received. It's a, the outpour of support and the positivity has been overwhelming. Deidre also goes into detail of how she started her business with obtaining her vehicle and her inventory. I used uh, my savings, part of my savings, or all of my savings, and um, I got a couple loans from family members, my uncle um, and my dad, and um, so that's how I started, to get my inventory, the truck, and but then once to keep me afloat, um, I applied for a loan through the Michigan Women's Foundation and the Detroit um, Micro Enterprise uh, Fund. So I purchased the truck, um, had the work done on the inside, and then a company in Portage did the uh, wrap work on the outside. Okay. It even has a dressing room with a mirror inside of the dressing room. Wow. So so that's what kind of separates me from a lot of the vendors at outdoor festivals and concerts. People that have tables and tents, there's nowhere for you to change and try on anything. You kind of just have to um, go with your gut and trust that it'll look okay. Right. But my business, you can go in there, try it on. Um, the other thing that is so wonderful about having a mobile uh, boutique is when the weather is bad, which I am subject to, that, that's the one downfall. Um, I'm kind of um, at the mercy of the elements. Yeah. And when we have bad weather and it's raining and all the other vendors with their tents and everything, they're just out exposed. I can just close my back door and just sit and wait for the rain to pass. And then I open it back when the rain stops. So it's wonderful. Yeah. At this point, Deidre explains her plans for expansion and looking down the road for the future of her business. In the immediate term, I would like to open a brick and mortar, um, and the truck would be the anchor, the truck I would use for special events and private parties. Um, but long-term, like five-year goal, is to, is to start a fleet and open trucks in other major cities like Miami, Atlanta, Chicago maybe, and possibly looking to franchising or something. Yeah. I mean, I still, I would still want to control, um, I would still want to control the buying and what we sell. You know, I want to control that. Um, so my orders, I would just, you know, order on a much larger scale for multiple trucks and hire people to operate the trucks. Yeah, yeah. One of the number one questions I'm asked, um, when will I carry men's clothing? That I, um, I, I've spoken with a couple, um, well, actually one local uh, bow tie designer, 
that I wanted to work with. Um, I haven't settled on that yet, but I do, I plan to expand to small men's accessories like bow ties and um, uh, lapel pins and um, pocket squares and things like that, suspenders, because I, I actually love men's fashion. I, I wear some men's fashion myself okay. just because, you know, I just like to look different. But, um, you know, so it, it is um, something that I'm looking into. Okay. And um, something that I, I plan to do. It is on, on my, um, on my uh, forecast to do. At this point, Deidre gives out her contact information. Okay, so my website is www.travelingpantsco.com. Okay. And the phone number is 313-443-2579. And you can reach me on Facebook at The Traveling Pants Company. And I'm also on Instagram at Traveling Pants DET. And I'm on uh, Twitter as well, TPC underscore DET. All right, sounds great. I would say don't stand in the way of your dream. Don't don't block your own dream. Um, you know, we talk about dream killers and people that are discouraging, but we tend to do that to ourselves. And and ask. Ask and you shall receive. You never know what's the worst that can happen if you ask. Right. Um, and then once you ask, be gracious and be grateful because when someone knows that you appreciate, you have appreciated whatever help they've extended and you're grateful, um, people will reach out to you and help without you even asking. My favorite quote is from Deion Sanders. And I say it all the time. When you look good, you feel good. And when you feel good, you play good. And when you play good, they pay good. Yeah, and that's true. That's my favorite quote. Well, thanks so much, Deidre, for your time and being on the interview. Hopefully, we can get you back on soon and probably see the progress because we love to hear the, the latest developments later on down the line. And I wish you much success in all your endeavors, and we'll be in touch soon. Thank you so much for having me. I really do appreciate the opportunity and appreciate you thinking of me to um, feature on your show. Absolutely, absolutely. And hopefully, like I said, you come back on again soon. So as you've heard, Deidre Hogue is a budding entrepreneur with a vision and a passion for helping women empower themselves through their image, through clothing, and other means. She also is very active in the community, and she helps out youth in terms of directing them where they want to go with their own careers, be they entrepreneurs or career-minded individuals. I, for one, commend her for all of her efforts to give as she has received, as we all strive to do. And her goals also are in alignment with NewYou.biz and our mission, which is to help people empower themselves. Empowerment, encouragement, and positive change through helping people improve their image, their self-esteem, and their outlook on life. The Traveling Pants Company has much potential to be a worldwide organization and a business. And from here at NewYou.biz, we wish her well and wish her much success 
in her endeavors. And as stated before, you can contact her via the information she gave out as far as her social media addresses, as well as her phone contact. Dietrich is also a shining example of what Detroit's future will be. As a young entrepreneur, she has a great road of success ahead of her. And with the Traveling Pants Company, she has created a concept that also helps people develop themselves. And the bottom line is that if you visit the Traveling Pants Company, it's another means to help you become the new you that you deserve to be. Well, that's it for this podcast. Thanks once again for tuning in. If you want to know more information about us, we're on the web at www.nuyou.biz. Again, that address is www.nuyou.biz. We're also on social media. You can look us up. We're on Facebook as NU first word, second word, Y-O-U-B-I-Z. So please friend us on Facebook and like our posts. We're also on Twitter under at symbol N-U-Y-O-U-B-I-Z. So please follow us on Twitter. We also have a YouTube channel and a Google Plus page under N-U-Y-O-U-B-I-Z. This podcast is on Apple iTunes, Podbean, and Google Play under NewU.biz podcast channel. We're also on SoundCloud under DDB Group LLC, and on our SoundCloud page, you will see all the podcast episodes. We also have a blog. You can check out our blog at www.nuyoubizblogs.com. We also have a crowdfunding campaign for this podcast to help expand our efforts to reach as wide an audience as possible. Plus, it helps us with interviews, multimedia, and other tools to make this podcast a memorable experience for you. So become a patron today by going to podbean.com, search for our podcast, newyou.biz podcast channel, and you will see the become a patron button. Click it and choose your amount to pledge to our campaign. Once you pledge, you also are entitled to a free membership of your choice to newyou.biz as either an individual member or a professional member, depending on what role you want to play in our family. So join our efforts today to help individuals become who they deserve to be. If you have any suggestions on topics you would like to hear from us, you can email us at info at newyou.biz. That's I-N-F-O at N-U-Y-O-U dot B-I-Z. Or you can send us a message on Facebook or tweet us on Twitter. This is Donald Robinson II, co-founder of newyou.biz. Thanks for listening, and please stay tuned for more podcasts. You've been listening to another New You.biz podcast. For more information, join us at www.nuyou.biz. Again, that address is www.nuyou.biz.
newyou.biz, where change is real. And you can also get empowerment, encouragement, and positive change.